Hi, welcome to the Gosha News Sports Podcast. I'm Gosha News Sports Editor Greg Kime, and with me is sports reporter Austin Huff. How are you doing, Greg? Good, good, Austin. This is going to be a weekly podcast that we're going to be putting on here at the Gosha News. We're going to be talking about local high school sports, some Notre Dame coverage, and also some other topics that will be coming up in the near future. Yeah, I'm very excited about this. This is a new venture for us. I know nothing I love more than hearing my own voice, so this is going to be very exciting, so... <laughs> We're coming up on an exciting time of the, uh, of the high school sports season. The uh, girls' basketball state tourney is coming up. In fact, the draw is this Sunday at 5 o'clock already. Yeah, isn't that crazy to think? It feels like we just started the season, you know, and now we're getting ready to go for the big dirt, big, the big dance, the tournament, you know? So, yep. Uh, yeah, and I think, um, you know, one of the teams that we wanted to talk about here with that in that regard is uh, uh, Northwood Girls. Uh, they are currently 19-2 and two on the season, uh, ranked number third in Class 3A according to the ICSGA. That's a lot of letters. Yes. Um, but specifically, Adam Yoder uh, had his 100th win this past week for Northwood. And, um, you know, obviously he stepped into a pretty nice program that was left over by Steve Neff. Uh, but, you know. The legendary the Steve. The legendary Steve Neff. Legendary state, Steve Neff. State champion Steve Neff. Yes. But, you know, to get 100 wins is no easy feat, especially in – in less than six full seasons, that's a pretty remarkable accomplishment, I think. Yeah, it is. Yeah, and and the other fact too is Adams is Adam is a dual coach. He's also the high school girls golf coach over there. Right, built a very successful program out of that too. Right, I mean they were what seventh in the state this past season, seventh or eighth in the state. Yeah. He's got two of the best programs in the area going right now with golf and the and the basketball team. And I think now the question becomes with Northwood. Uh, is can they win the quote-unquote big one under Adam Yoder? They haven't ever won a sectional championship with him as girls basketball coach. Uh, Greg, when you kind of size up that sectional, you get, you know, Central Noble is obviously in that sectional who's been a perennial 2A team. And three, another team that's been playing well as of late is Lakeland. So that sectional could be very interesting. Right. Um, do you see Northwood running into any issues, though, in that sectional? Oh, I I think that sectional is, is going to be very competitive because besides the teams you mentioned, you've also got Tippy Valley in there, Wawasee and West Noble. They're not as strong of teams, but as it one thing you've learned in, Indi- in Indiana high school basketball, on sectional night, anybody can win. Right, and, I, and I've seen West Noble play, girls play a couple times, and they run that 1-2-2 two, two defense that can just suffocate you and that can hurt, you know, yeah. with two with Northwood having two two taller girls, Maddie Payne, Kate Ruley, that could be a factor there, that zone defense. And I, I don't know about Tippy Valley. Northwood beat Tippy Valley by twenty six last week. So they're right. They're Tippy Valley is still a good team. They obviously have, have been talented in recent years and like you said, like I mentioned mentioned West Oval, they're, they're the defending sectional champs. You can never go against, you know, a pedigree kind of team like that, but uh, if let's just say if Northwood doesn't win it this year, man, I don't know if they're ever going to win one. It's just oh, yeah. that sectional feels right there for the taking for they them. They will. They'll win. They'll win one sometime. Yeah, but right. like you said, this is probably going to be the best year. But again, a lot of it also depends on the draw. Right. Yeah, right. And I'm I'm still a proponent of the blind draw, <laughs> sectional draw. I do not want to see sectionals in Indiana. I I much prefer the blind draw because mm-hmm. I mean it. To win the sectional, you have to beat the best. And what difference does it make if it's in the first game or in the championship game? Right. I know that's a that's always going to be a point of contention for uh, 
in-staters like right. you and out-of-state people who are like me who are all will just be dumbfounded by a, a blind draw of sorts. I've, I've always been a proponent of if you're the best team in the section, you should be rewarded by playing and fear your team in the first round. Like, you should be rewarded with the chance to advance, like, better chance to advance, I guess, is my reasoning. But also, like you kind of mentioned, you have to beat everyone eventually. So, it, right. it just is always kind of dis- disheartening when you see, like, like if this year, if it was Northwood and Central Noble in the first round, you know, and, and it, one of those teams has to win three games to win a sectional where a team mm-hmm. like Wawasi or West Noble, they're, they're still good teams, but not as good. You know, they could only have to win two. That just feels... I don't know, not fair or just. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I know it's it. Yeah, it just that's just how I've always looked at it. But I mean, if you're if you're as good as you think you are, you should be able to beat anybody in the sectional in theory. So that is it's, true. That's kind of like where people with the blind draw come from. But uh, I I will never understand it. Yeah. I just coming from Illinois, I'll just never get it. But well, we won't hold that against you. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that, Greg. I, I really do. Uh, yeah. Some of the other sectional fields we'll be looking at. Uh, Warsaw is the 4A sectional host this year. And down there we have Concord, Elkhart Central, Elkhart Memorial, Goshen, Northridge, Penn, and, of course, the host Tigers. Yeah. That- they really threw a, a, I don't know, roadblock at our area schools when they added Penn to that sectional because yeah, Penn girls right now are playing very well. That's just an unbelievable sectional, like top to bottom. There's really only one team in there. Uh, Memorial is kind of not good this year. Concord's going to have another winning season. First time back-to-back winning seasons in 25 years. Mm-hmm. Goshen is strong. Warsaw is strong. Elkhart Central is strong. I mean, North, Northridge is playing North, good ball right, right now. Northridge's record is misleading. I think they still have the toughest schedule in Class 4A, like or in the state period. Their schedule is just insane this year. Yeah. They've played so many ranked teams, but... In like I said, eight and fourteen, it's a little misleading their record, but yeah, that sectional is just downright insane this year. There's really, I mean, and, and it stinks because Penn is there, and Penn has beaten everybody pretty much except the top teams in four A that they played in the tournament. You know, a holiday tournament. I, bl- mm-hmm. I forgot who they lost to, lost to exactly, but they're like twenty and two right now, and they're just unbelievable. Um, they're winning games by 40, 50 points. It's just insane. Um, it's going to take a Herculean effort for any one of those teams to beat Penn. Uh, I'm not saying it's impossible, but it's it's going to be really tough, I think. You're going to have to have Bryn Shupoof, Shupail, excuse me, for Goshen is going to have to score like 40 in a game if they want a chance to knock them off and things like well, that. I think she did have, what, 36 this year? In a yeah, game she had 36 or 37. Adam, so I mean, it's possible. It's, it's not, not out of the realm of possibility. Right, and she's, she's going to be a Division One college basketball player, so if she takes, you know, if she – can get a get on a heater. I mean, you never know. Obviously, high school basketball, this it, it's all they're all kids, right? So it's all right. you never know. So, yep. but yeah, that sectional is insane. The uh, the local two A sectional this year is going to be out at Fairfield, which is good for us. We don't have to travel quite as far. Thank God. And also we have in that school sectional we have Bremen, Laville, Prairie Heights, and Westview. Mm-hmm. That sectional. Might be a little wide open this year. Yeah, I, I don't know if I'm allowed to say crapshoot on this podcast, but it feels like a crapshoot. Um, you just did. I did. It's too late now. We can't go back. Uh, no, a, co- no cough button there. Put a dollar <laughs> in the swear jar. <laughs> it just feels like, it, like you said, it's wide open. Um, I would think Fairfield, I mean, they just had they just had a nice run in the NECC tournament. They beat right. Lakeland, who's a good team, knocked off Fremont, and they played Angola 
about so as well I think as you they could. Lost nine points. To yeah, Angola. it was tied after three. I mean, they played yeah. Angola as well as you could. Hornets are another team, kind of like Northwood, who are having a really, really good season. I think they're eighteen and two. Uh, no, Angola girls. So the, for Fairfield to battle them, uh, pretty, pretty, uh, pretty good. I guess statement. It's almost a statement loss in a weird way. Yeah. Um, they're they could be dangerous. I mean, Fairfield could win that sectional easily. Uh, Westview's having a down year. Uh, but the Falcons being back and uh, being good after, especially after last year's season where they were pretty uncompetitive in every game that I saw them in at least. So right. to be able to have a winning record this year, uh, Bree Garber, Brody, Coach Brody Garber's daughter, freshman has come in and really kind of sparked that team. She just looks like a Division One basketball player right now. Like she's obviously still very young, but she might grow into something pretty pretty good here. But mm-hmm. give me Fairfield for now. <laughs> like I said, it's cool. wide open. Watching her play, she reminds me a lot of her mother, yeah. Amy, Amy Bechtel Garber. Yeah, who scored over fifteen hundred points in her career at Fairfield when she was playing for them. So, she definitely comes from a talented basketball family between right. her mom and her dad. There, right, right. And so, I, I think Fairfield could win their sectional. Whether they win anything after that, it's up to it's to be determined. Like I said, once once you kind of get past that sectional round two, every team back at that point is good. Right. They've won a sectional championship, so. You never know, so I think it's gonna be that could be the most fun sectional to watch, just because it's it's unpredictable. I think. Yeah, the uh, our local one A teams, Bethany Christian, Elkhart Christian, are going down to Fort Wayne Blackhawk this year. They're the sectional host. Other teams in there are uh, Fremont and Lakewood Park Christian. Hmm. Don't know a whole lot about some of those teams. So. Yeah, Fremont's not as good as they were last year. Um, their overall record is at least down. Yeah. Fairfield just beat them, obviously, this past weekend in the NACC girls' semifinal tournament. But I think, uh, you know, Bethany, their schedule is always a little misleading because they have to play some of the bigger schools in our area. So I, I don't know about that sectional really right now either. Um, they, they, the Bruins seem to play well against other 1A teams. And you'll see it a lot when they're volleyball. And I know basketball's a different sport, but in their fall sports, their record might not be as, you know, uh, telling as how their talent level is because they'll have to play Goshen or Northridge or whatever just to fill out the schedule in order to not travel three hours to play games. Right. So, uh, you know, they dealt with some injuries earlier this year, Bethany, and their roster is, is not as deep as maybe last year's. But, you know, I if they – Get a shot there, they could win it. So I mean, I I don't know. <laughs> Your uh, guess yeah. is good as mine. So <laughs> right, my guess it would be just based on past tradition. That would mm. probably be Blackhawk Christian. I mean, right. they're traditionally strong in girls basketball. And just be thankful they're not playing the boys team from Blackhawk Christian. So yes, that would be very bad. That so. would be very bad. Yes. <laughs> so yeah. Blackhawk Christian went from one A state champs and boys to the top team in two A this year already. So good luck to anyone else to play them. So mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, another local thing we had on the uh, agenda last weekend was the Northern Lake Conference Girls Swimming Championship, mm-hmm. where the Northridge Raiders picked up their fifth title in a row. Yeah. I want to say I did enjoy reading your story about that, Greg. I loved the lead, by the way. The one for the thumb, one for the nether cuts. That was yeah. a fun little little lead. That's well, a little plug for our stories. Go to GoshenNews.com to read our stories. Yeah. I mean, you're talking about two sisters here. One's a senior, Jenna, and her, her freshman sister... Said, between the two of them, they were entered in six different events in the in the uh, meet, and accounted for six first places. That's unbelievable. That's it honestly is. insane. Like dominance, just dominance in the pool there from Northridge. Yeah. 
And, and uh, yeah, I think there was only one event, the 200-yard free relay, that they were on both. Both were on the same team. So it was six different events, not just you know right. they don't yeah. So I mean, Jenna Jenna was on the 200 medley relay, the 200 free relay, as I said, and won the 100-yard breaststroke. And her sister said, won the 200 free, the 500 free, and she was also on the 200 free and 400 free relays. Is that good? That is good. That's good. I, think I mean, as good. a freshman to come into a meet, into a, a strong conference like the Northern Lakes Conference and win four events as a freshman is pretty good. Yeah, I, I mean, you have to, Northern Lakes Conference, especially with Concord, it's been a pretty decent program the last couple of years, uh, you know. There's always individuals from other schools, too, in the area that end up doing well, Goshen or, or Northwood or things like that. Yeah. So it's, it was impressive to see them kind of put on a dominant performance like that. Well, uh, they won. Northridge won seven of the nine individual events and in yeah. all three of the relays. Is that is that good again? I, I don't that, mean to ask that, the same question. That is good. That's, that feels pretty good. And get this for the future, the two other swimmers that won individual events were both freshmen. Yeah, just reloading. I mean, it's like you're, you're just – yeah. That future looks insanely bright. And the, the question I think now I, that I have is, obviously, it's really hard to beat Carmel in swimming. They've won yeah, about 300 championships in a row. It's impossible. So, As I joked with somebody from Northridge Saturday at, at the NLC meets, Carmel probably already has their state championship number 34. Yeah. T-shirts already <laughs> printed. Right. So that's that makes me think, um, and you were obviously there to see it, First stand on Saturday. Do you think Northridge is a good enough team to get second place in the state this year? In I think swimming? they are. Yeah. I think that's what they're shooting for. Mm-hmm. And one of the things Kyle Hembry, the coach, told me after the meet Saturday was this was the conference was a statement meet. Mm-hmm. And he said, we're out, we're looking to make a statement to other teams in the state to show that we can compete with some of these other schools. Right. Because he said, sometimes he, I think people overlook Northridge because it's. You know, it's not one of the largest schools in the state. And, you know, sometimes they get overlooked. But you're talking about a program that has sent kids to the Olympic trials. You've had mm-hmm. several swimmers at D1 schools. Right now you've got uh, Sarah Troyer diving for the University of Nebraska. Mm-hmm. And you've got a couple, uh, Lauren Miller and is swimming down at IU. Right. And he had a couple of girls swimming at Purdue, so they produced some very good swimmers over the years. Yeah, and I believe did they they get second a couple of years ago in the state, or am I mis am I misremembering I, that, or is that Concord boys? Someone got no, I think Northridge did. Yeah, get Northridge second, girls yeah. got second in the state. I feel like yeah. a couple of years ago. So it, it's a good program. It's a, a traditionally strong program. Obviously, five straight NLC championships indicates that um, the boys will get a crack at it here in two weeks at their conference swim meet. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Yeah, at Northridge definitely has a chance, and it's weird like how we talked about like second place in girls swimming in the states, essentially a, a def, almost a pseudo championship because Carmel's always going to win. Carmel so is you, always going to win. Getting yeah. second place isn't like you know disappointing in in the slightest because it's, oh, no. it's essentially a state championship. If so. if if, Nor- if the Northridge girls bring home the runner-up trophy, I can guarantee you they'll be very pleased with that. And might be celebrating. Might have to throw a parade in Middlebury for it. I mean, I, I'll. They might have to. I'll have to. I'll, I'll, I'll orchestrate it. I'll get. I'll get. Make some calls, and we'll get that going. So, um, I also wanted to talk about another Northridge team that I saw on Friday night. We're uh, shifting to boys basketball. Uh, the Raiders beat Northwood Friday night in Napanee, seventy mm-hmm. to fifty-six. 
Uh, the pit, obviously a notoriously tough place to play in. Um, and Northridge went in there, led wire to wire, didn't uh, really ever get – the lead never shrunk really too far. Got to six in the fourth. But Northridge, man, you know, that's a team we saw last year obviously get hot. They won however many games in a row to end the regular season. I think 10 or 12, won the sectional, won the regional semifinal, got to the regional championship game. And, and came within a fraction of an inch of beating Penn on a, on a last-second right. three-pointer that just bounced off the rim. Right, and that team that team was unbelievable. They got, like I said, insanely hot. And, you know, their overall record right now may not indicate it. They're 8-5, and five, but they are, once again, like right there, I think, as a pretty darn good team that could win their sectional. I know, I know we got a couple, we got another month till that sectional right. rolls around. But man, watching them play on Friday night, their shooting is just unbelievable. They got, they had five guys make threes in that game, and their big guy Alex Stoffer, he can shoot say, threes too, and he yeah. didn't even he didn't even make one in the game, and he can knock down the three. You know, uh, Stoffer obviously just signed at uh, Indiana Wesleyan this past week uh, for college. He's just an awesome force. Like when they have him going down low. And that's what they kind of did early first, second quarter in that game. They got them going down low a little bit. It just opens up the game for the guys like Carter Stolfus, uh, Sam Smith, Camden Nett hit a couple big threes for them mm-hmm. in the fourth. I mean, I, I, this year, you know, of the teams we cover in boys basketball, it's hard to figure out which one is the best, I think. And Northridge, I think, has a case. Like, they are really good. When they're they on like that, they are almost unstoppable. Because they – they did the exact opposite when they beat Goshen, when I saw them play Goshen. Mm-hmm. They started out hot from three-point range. I think they hit five three-pointers in the first quarter of the game mm-hmm. and just blew Goshen off off the floor that night. Right. Well, Goshen tightened up their outside defense in the second half. So what did they do? They just kept feeding the ball down to Stouffer yeah. in the inside, and Goshen couldn't stop him. Yeah, I mean, and when, like, like I said, when you, have a, when you have balance like that, where if the three-point shot is off, you can go inside – Stoffer and get him points. He, I mean, he's almost he's one of the tallest players in the area, so he's almost a guaranteed bucket every time he gets down there. Right. And if he's not going, well, you have guys who can shoot. You know, it's going to be rare you'll find a day where they're both not playing well. You know, both aspects of the offense are not going to be playing well. That's the only time they can be vulnerable is if both the outside and inside game aren't going. But right. it's rare you see that with them. And like I said, their eight and five record is a little misleading, but they're three and zero in the NLC play. Um, they have a, a legit chance to run the table, potentially in the conference. They have three of their last four at home. Yeah. But the one road game is at Plymouth, who's also 3-0 in the conference. Plymouth kind of making a little surprise run, I feel like, in the NLC right now. They were – overall record wasn't strong coming in to conference play, but they've played a lot better. They beat Northwood in the pit and have good quality wins there. So, I feel like the NLC uh, – obviously, Northridge, I think it's theirs for the taking right now if they can win out, and if they shoot the way they did Friday night, I mean, good luck. Like, good luck trying to stop them. There's, it's going to be really hard. Well, chances are if they could go undefeated in the conference, they're going to win it. Is that what happens? Yeah, that's Is that really what works. Ha- really? Yeah. I am surprised. That's pretty good I am, to you go know, undefeated in the hot, NLC. Hot take from Greg right here. If you go undefeated in the NLC, you will win. I didn't know that. That's that's gonna. I'm gonna write that down. Hold yeah, on, let me write yeah. that down. Undefeated NLC champs. Got it. Okay. That, that, <laughs> will, that will become what's known as a Gregism. Gregism. Yeah, we have yeah. we have Stuisms from oh, Stu, no. Stu Swartz used to be our sports editor here at the paper. Do we so. do we want to do we want to debut a Stuism? Maybe we could. Do you have enough Stuisms to fill a weekly Stuism? Segment. We could, we I'm could, sure we could probably come up with. Them, we yeah. get music in. Can we bring Stu in to record maybe uh, a Stuism every week? 
We could do that. We'll talk yeah. about it. We'll talk about it with our producers. We'll get on the phone. We'll talk with CNHI and talk to them. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. But like, anyway, let's maybe uh, try to figure out sports talk. Anything else that you that popped out to you this weekend that you wanted to talk about, Greg? I, I know we got uh, conference wrestling tournaments coming up this weekend. Right. NLC and NECC. Uh, NLC's at Plymouth, and I believe the NECC's at Lakeland this year. I'm not 100% confident in that. I think it's at Lakeland. It's either Lakeland or West Noble. It's it's somewhere in the area. It's one of the Northeast Corner Conference schools is hosting wrestling. We should have probably looked that up before we started talking. But uh, but that, that must be that would be an Austin Austinism <laughs> if one of the NECC schools is going to host the NECC tournament. Yep, there we go. It's a hot. It's another. It's a hot take. You of heard facts. it here first, folks. You can't believe. You, yeah, shocking. I know. Uh, <laughs> Instead of hot off the press, it's hot off the mic. <laughs> so uh, Northridge, Northridge uh, should it's at Plymouth this week. The Northern Lakes Conference wrestling. Northridge uh, has already won the regular season portion of the tur- right. of the conference. I would probably assume they're going to win the tournament as well. Uh, that's a program that's been pretty solid this year. I know they went undefeated last year in conference too, so uh, they have a chance to maybe send a couple kids. Down to state, uh, other kids I've seen of the year uh, this year. Northwoods Jake Lone probably will probably win 182 in the NLC, and mm-hmm. he's really good. He might go to state again this year. Um, Goshen has some kids that are their their lightweights are really strong this year. Goshen, their middle and heavier weights have been hit or miss, but like at 132, Rashik Bonds for them, he's a senior. He he has a really good chance, I think, to make a run uh, going down to state. So it's going to be interesting, I think, to follow that. And then, obviously, after the NLC this weekend, sectionals begin yeah. starting that weekend after. So Gosha does have one kid at a heavier weight that's having a pretty good season, and that's senior Caleb Kilmer. Yeah, Kilmer. In I, fact, he's 23-8 and eight right now. That's pretty good. Which is a good record, yeah. I think Bonds, after this past weekend, is 25-3. and three. He's, he's having a good year, too. So, Bonds and Kilmer have a chance to make runs, potentially, yeah. in the NLC this weekend and beyond. So... Uh, yeah, I, I, wrestling should be interesting to follow, I think. Uh, that and the NECC tournament um, is interesting, too. You know, f- the schools we cover, like Fairfield and Westview, don't have a ton of wrestlers, but some of the kids they do have are pretty strong. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how they do. West Noble, Lakeland as well. So, uh, yeah, it, like you mentioned at the top, this is like one of the best times of the year for sports. Um it's so much easier to manage, I feel like, in the winter as well. There's only, like, five sports going on, so it's a lot easier to kind of follow it as opposed to, like, in the yeah. fall when there's 20 sports, it feels like, with boys, girls, soccer, volleyball, football, wow. all that. So, Wait till we get to the spring season when you get all those sports crammed into a short period of time. Yeah, no, I'm good. I'm good. We can just delay, delay the spring until, you know, yeah. however long you want. I know so. there's already <laughs> been joking on uh, – parts of some coaches about the warmer weather we've had here in December and saying mm-hmm. that they wish it would be this nice when they start playing softball and baseball in yeah. the springtime. You could have held practice on Christmas Day this past year. It was like 65 degrees on Christmas. It's like, uh, and you know, you know what that means, though? It's going to be 20 degrees for all of April. Yeah. It's not, gonna, it's not going to be warm at all in April, so yeah. we are just toast in that regard. Well, believe it or not, I drove by Goshen High School one night, and... There were kids out on the baseball field playing long toss. Mm-hmm. I believe that. In December. Yeah, I believe that. Yeah. I mean, if you can, get out there and do it, you know? So, yeah. So, I just can't wait till opening day, like, first the first Monday after spring, 
break in March or whatever, and it's going to be 35 degrees. And Goshen will be playing Fairfield and baseball, and, and Darren Kaufman and J.J. Dubois will be wrapped up in four layers of jackets and hats and gloves. It's, it's going to be great. Who, uh, speaking of that, Darren and his wife just had a baby. Yeah. A little boy. Congratulations. Big Cubs fans, they named the young man Rizzo. Hey, nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. 2016 <laughs> World Series champions, Chicago Cubs, led by Anthony Rizzo. I don't know if you knew that. Did you know that? I, I knew that. That's I good. remember that. Yeah, people forget that. I feel like people I, I forget. I waited a long time for that World Series championship. I waited not as long as you, but I waited a little bit. So, you know, 21 years, I'll take it, yeah. you know. So, we won't have to disclose how long you waited for if you don't want to. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, yeah. let me just tell you that uh, I, I remember the collapse in 1969 mm-hmm. when they blew, when they blew like an eight game lead in September to the Mets. Yeah, my so. dad was my dad was born in 1969, so <laughs> I don't want to age anyone. But no, but uh, you just did. <laughs> well, on that That's note, right, on that note, um, I mean, we got Super Bowl Sunday coming up in a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. It's number 54, and I'm not ashamed to admit I've seen every one of them. Yeah. I've seen the last. I've been alive for twenty five, so I haven't. I don't cognitively remember the first like eight, but I remember the last time the Bears went to the Super Bowl. So that's more than most. Well, you better remember that's that. more than most. Devin has to return the opening kick. I was throwing. We were throwing a party in our living room. I think we were. Uh, I always joke that my my house is on a permanent tilt now because we had thirty people jumping up and down in our living room. When Hester returned the kickoff, so it just slants down when you go into our living room now. Yeah. So, yeah. It's a, it's a fun little fact. I bet you didn't know that about my house. So, I did not know there that. There you go. So, well, I think uh, that wraps up this week. I, I don't know if you got anything else, anything else popping out at you, Greg, that we nope. didn't discuss, so that you liked, you disliked. Um, it was nice to see the Packers lose, I guess. So, I, no offense to any Packers fans listening. Um, I was... I was it, Interesting to see the number of people that have posted on Facebook, you know, happy Packer Elimination Day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, should be a good Super Bowl in uh, two weeks. We could talk about that on next week's podcast. Hopefully they renew our uh, podcast. You know, hopefully we didn't ruin it after one episode. It's my well, my point here. That'll be up to our producer, Sheila Selman. Yeah. Hopefully Whether she calls us back for Oh, she just gave us a throat slash. That's it. We're done. Well, you know what, guys? It was great. I'd like to thank the Academy. She just, uh, she just canceled our, our rights now, mentioning your name. Wow. Unbelievable. So, And she's such a big sports fan, too. I don't, I don't get I it. I know. I know. She really loved the Cubs talk, I, I bet. So, uh, Well, I think I think that'll do it then for this week, right? Uh, That's she, yeah. It's a wrap as far as I'm concerned. Good first week. Hopefully uh, you'll be able to tune in next week to the Goshen News Sports Podcast uh, with Greg Keim. This is Austin Hub uh, signing off.